This is exactly right. I'm Barbara Gray, and stop spoiling Game of Thrones all the time by talking about it or watching it or I don't fucking care. <laughs> I'm Brandy Posey, and on top of everything else, I'm truly embarrassed by how much white people cut in line. Mm. I'm Tess Barker, and I'm drinking more coffee because it's important to stay alert in this hellscape. <laughs> this is Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. Hey! Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> oh my God, you're Thanks, welcome. <laughs> welcome to welcoming me to my garage. Yeah, welcome to the glam cave. Yes. Um, do we have? By the way, if you uh, like us, you can send us things. There's a PO box sure. listed at the end of yeah. the thing. Send us tasty taste tests or whatever else. Candy. We all like candy. We all like yeah. candy. We like treats, treats, treats and gifts, and yeah. nice little notes. Mm-hmm. I'll take a postcard. Yeah. Totally. If you're in a fun place with a postcard, <gasps> please send them to us. Yeah. We got some wall space in the in the old land cave we could decorate there's a couple little pockets someone just wow that was quick someone's dropping in right now yeah Yeah. it's crazy how we're just getting it It doesn't seem very economical (laughs) no chopper in a postcard well we've got lots of millionaire wealthy yacht if just if you have a moment on your yacht to think of us (laughs) yes exactly send it by carrier pigeon right to the p.o box oh god love to see Uh if you're in game of thrones you can send a raven Yeah, if you're into that. We don't know what that means. Okay, Bachelor. Take it down a notch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Everyone likes different things. It's great. (laughs) What? No, no, no. I just was reacting to something in my phone. Oh, okay. Sorry. Are you all right? No, I just got a weird text. Sorry. I wasn't. I was, uh, it was a landlord text. So, you know, whenever you see a landlord, oh, yeah. your brain immediately oh. leaves yeah. your body. That's um, like, this is similar to like when you're a kid and your mom's like, uh, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah. That oh, feeling. Yeah. yeah that feeling you get. Not good. Can we speak yeah. in private? Yeah. Oh, God. Can you have a sec? <laughs> oh, you're about to get fired. Um, I did want to say, if you like the podcast, we don't ever uh, tell someone about it. Tell a buddy. Yeah. Remember we're going to do that? Where we were like, hey, tell your friend to listen oh, to yeah. us. Tell your friend to listen to us. Tell your friend to listen to us. Also, yeah. tell us, like, what I'm interested to know what episodes people got, like, hooked on the podcast with. You yes. have a certain episode or moment where you're Absolutely. like, I'm in for life. Yeah. When did you become a lady to lady lifer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us know yes. what's up. Let us know. Lady to lady at maximumfun.org or Twitter or whatever. Yeah. Um, let's bring on our guest. She has a great show called Aesthetical Relations, and you just saw her at the Cinderblock Comedy Festival. Wow. <laughs> Christina Catherine Martinez. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? Good. Welcome. I was just thinking, you know, it's even worse than like the, can I talk to you in private? Sometimes there's no words. They just kind of like pop in and then they, they make the little oh, motion. Oh, the gesture. They make the motion yeah. with their hands like, come here. Yeah. Yeah. The silent <laughs> hand wave. Like they can't even like, they don't even want to say, say anything. It. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, that's, that's definitely pretty rough. Had a few of those. Tense. <laughs> like, Have you guys ever been fired? Have you guys been yes. fired? Yes. Yes. Where were you fired from? Yeah. Uh, the first job I was fired from. Uh, was Fred Siegel. I worked, really? Yeah, I worked at the Fred Siegel in West Hollywood. Oh, my God. I was fired, like, twice. It was From the of, same Fred Siegel? Yeah, it was one of those places where, this was, like, in the early aughts. Is um, this Monona Ryder, Fred Siegel era? Yeah. It was. Which, um, That's where she but, stole from? Mm-hmm. No, but this oh, is the, this is the one in West Hollywood. I think she stole from the one in Santa, Santa Monica. Monica. They had a good mm-hmm. cafe at that one. Yeah, and there was just a lot of 
there were a lot of kids who worked there and the management was somehow didn't even feel like hiring and training people. So half the time, like people got fired and then they would just ask them to come back like a month later, <laughs> which is what happened. Um, first time I got fired for like being late because at the time I was like living with my parents in Whittier, which is like far away. And I was trying to commute to West Hollywood while I was like looking for an apartment out here. Damn. Ooh. So I was late all the time. And then the second time, I'm just going to say it. There was, uh, there was a big, like, <laughs> there was a big scandal at, at, at work because during the holiday party, someone, you know, there was a holiday party at the store. And at some point, like someone, you know, went into one of the boutique rooms and like messed it all up, you know, oh. threw a bunch of clothes on the floor, took everything off the shelves and no one knew who it was. To this day, we don't know who it was. They launched an investigation. They, like, Jesus. Hired a private investigator to a like. A private investigator? It was so lame. And at the time, my. Um... What a dumb scandal. <laughs> like, at least fuck someone. It was really, it was really, it was really boring. It was like. It's really funny. It was really fucking boring. <laughs> and it was funny. And I remember. You know, at the time when, when when the creative director or whatever, like, you know, did the, oh, he did the, like, can I talk to you for a second? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just never good. Uh-huh. And this was around the time of the recession. So basically he said, you know, like I was getting fired because my sales weren't, you know, things were rough and my sales weren't great. So, you know, we just got to make some decisions. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing he said, and it's so funny because he was a British guy and he's like, I'm going to ask you one more time. Do you know who messed up the free city room? And I was like... <laughs> I'm out of here. Give me my fucking check. <laughs> and then after that, I was actually dating a guy, you know, who worked in the office. And mm-hmm. it was after I got fired that they actually hired the private investigator. And he said that this guy, this like, you know, Columbo guy in a <laughs> trench coat, oh my literally God. was like, tell me about your relationship with Christina Martinez. Oh and he's God. like, Whoa. I don't see how this is relevant to this investigation. <laughs> and I don't think you're a real private investigator. <laughs> Oh, so you were like the prime suspect. I was the prime suspect. Holy oh my gosh. shit. Wow. For messing Listen, up I'm just going to wow. say it. This was this is over almost 10 years ago now. I think it's time for me to clear the air. <laughs> did you do right it? Right here on Lady to Lady. <sighs> did you do it? I fucking did it, man. Oh! <laughs> here's, damn. here's the thing. Damn, I didn't Ooh. know we were going to get wow. like a, such a reveal. I didn't, I didn't wow. do it. I didn't do it. <laughs> it just would have been better. Yeah. It would have been so good. I, I, like, I want to have done it now. Yeah. I love the idea of that detective having, like, in his, like, office, just having that one case <laughs> in the wall that he never cracked. And it's just like, oh, that Right. He's got all, like, the red room. string and all yeah. that. But it's just pictures of, like, you know, sweatpants. And things on the floor. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, how much damage was even incurred? Was it just wrinkling? There was no damage. Oh it was my just god! Clothes on the floor. They have private investigator money to investigate wrinkling. Wow. They need to lend some other skills over to Target. Yeah. Yeah. And Ross and those. I mean, Ross rooms. definitely. Uh, Target, Target does have, uh, you know, quality uh, police level. Sort of, yeah, they do have uh, like yeah, a, yeah. they have somebody with a kiosk, which I think is well, like no, they have like a, they have a, they have a pretty serious loss prevention unit. I read this whole article about Target, it. really? Yeah, Target. They do <laughs> because there are a lot of people who uh, systematically shoplift. Like they'll just sort of like rush in, mow a bunch of stuff into like a garbage bag, and then sell it at flea markets or yeah. whatever. Wow. So they actually have a plan. This is so terrifying if you've ever shoplifted from Target. That their plan is if they see you on the camera taking something, they'll actually let it go. Mm-hmm. And they wait to see if you come back. Like, right. And once you've done it, like, 
how I don't know however many times they just like build a case against you and then like present it to police. Oh, Whoa. so you have a couple freebies. You have a. Is it worth it? Like, is it worth it? Is it, is it, about, is it worth it for the tweezers? Yeah. Well, don't really make bad. the tweezers be your freebie. Yeah. First, you got to go for those like your tweebie. Tweebie. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a low tweebie. I would. My. I would do like. You gotta go with like the speakers for your iPhone or something. Yeah. I guess I don't understand yeah. why we're stealing from Target when they take literally everything back, buy it, use and it, it, and then just return it. That's the great Target hustle. I've never yeah. done that though. You I've really? It. You've yeah. never Target? I returned. Target, so Target is your library. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is the library. <laughs> the library. The library of Truly. life. It is the library of life. Yeah. <laughs> What's like some of you return? I don't know. Oh, just clothes for sure. Like for yeah, yeah. for like comedy shoots or like stuff like that. Like right. yeah, I returned a bunch of stuff from the shoot. The other day yeah like if you that. need a stereo for like a party but go, you had like yeah. st- you had tags a fancy, on it right? a fancy yeah, yeah. Toothbr- a but you can take toothbrush. them out gonna... you returned a fancy toothbrush well my uh my current my lever but mm-hmm. when he moved in i think he had some one of those fancy electric toothbrushes with like a base and a stand and it was i don't it was never used but it was clearly very old mm-hmm. and he was like we should just take this to target and it's like i'm pretty sure we just say that it was a gift and i don't even know if it ever actually originally came from target but they had it in their system, and they're like, oh, well, if you don't have a receipt, we can only give you, like, what it's currently selling for. So it's like, here's $80. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there nothing Forever. better? Is there nothing that makes you feel more like a fucking baller than going to Target, like, on payday when you're oh. not, when you're not oh, counting yeah. all the items If in you your could car? bottle that feeling, it's like <laughs> fucking sex on ecstasy yeah. in Hawaii. <laughs> I just love going big at Target when you don't have a fuck to give. You're like, I am getting a new bra. Yeah, yeah, yes, the expensive and three detergent. Pairs of socks. Oh yes, I need my... fishnets. I have like, there's a lot of different forms of retail therapy, but one of them for sure is like a big fucking iced coffee, mm-hmm. and then just leaning on the cart, throwing shit in it, like not even counting. <laughs> I know. I wonder what the first like. You know what I mean? The first time someone walked into one of those stores with all that stuff, because I know there were department stores, but they didn't have like. You know, household cleaners. Target and stuff really also. changed the game. Yeah. yeah, because the beauty of Target is that you've got like the department store shit, like the makeup and the clothes and stuff. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's with stuff that you legitimately need. You're like, what am I not going to have hand soap? Yeah. Well, department so, stores, yeah, we're too fancy. Target was the first department store you didn't have to, like, you know, put on your Sunday best. Right. No, <laughs> no, yeah. you're in your Target Somebody's best. not, like, choosing yeah. a vacuum for you. You're not strolling with a parasol or anything <laughs> down no. the aisle. But you know what? If you want to, you also you can. can in Target. And guess what? They sell them. So yeah. you can get one right there. <laughs> you get it I'm right talking there. about yoga mats, free weights, everything. Also, they're <laughs> smart because they came in after Walmart and we all knew Walmart was the enemy so then we're like oh Target we can go to like the same get the same stuff as a Walmart but it's higher class well and Target has been very vocal about gay rights yeah yeah, like during all the trans stuff I mean like Mm -hmm. as cheesy as it is to have like pride stuff at Target it's also like in certain areas of the country that's pretty badass that they're putting like pride stuff in their yeah Yeah. for sure also it's very attractive and of high quality yeah god shout out to Target if you represent Target let us know we would love just repping the store that literally everyone goes yeah. to. I love it. We can all agree that Target and pizza, like, those are the things we can all agree on. Yeah, yeah, I mean, saying like, oh, like, oh, yeah, I'm into Target. It's like, oh, yeah, you're into water. Like, give me a break. Who doesn't? I was in Target. I was in a Target before it was cool, though. Yeah, who, doesn't like, have, who doesn't have a good time at Target? Like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. yeah. That's when you really know you're in a bad place in life is when even Target doesn't bring you joy. Yeah. Sometimes. The last time, what's really fun is my boyfriend and I go there 
and we just like part ways mm-hmm. and then like at one point we kind oh, of yeah. just you like the, see when you meet and then up we'll again. find mm-hmm. each other and we both have like carts full of like crazy bullshit and we're like this is so great i know <laughs> see i have i sometimes if i'm like can't really go nuts i actually like to have my boyfriend be with me because i do kind of need to have someone like no mm. no not, you don't yeah, need the bra yeah the home goods section really gets me mm. i'm like i don't need another basket i've got <laughs> 10 million things <laughs> with which to hold stuff i do not need another wicker thing yeah. you know another like pencil case i it's don't need a pencil uh, oh it's the school supplies yeah. i can't i have i've been out of school for a while and i just every fall i'm just like I want to buy pens and notebooks and little folders and yeah, yeah it's so bad. And, I know. And they're Target, so they're so beautifully laid out. It just feels like you can organize your life mm-hmm. easily using that stuff, and then things, everything will be better. I right? still I tend to remember. Buy, yeah. Sorry, no, no, I still tend to buy like fall, even though it's not. Mm-hmm. I'm not going back to school. It's my time, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna buy some fall outfits. I'm gonna buy some office supplies, and just. Yeah feels like a renewal because it's you're ready to like read and write again mm-hmm. although i like to do those in the summer too. Yeah, yeah, i'm yeah, a yeah. huge nerd but well uh, i mean i read and write <laughs> perennially yeah, yeah 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 although i actually am very against back to school i hate back to school really i <laughs> mean the vibe like what the you whole thing going back? the whole campaign the idea of it it gives me like a sinking feeling in my stomach because i love summer so much and like they can't just let us enjoy summer. Like it, summer should be three That's months it. long, <laughs> and like starting July, we just barely had Fourth of July, and you're talking about back to school commercials. Like, yeah. Let me just be in summer. Get your fucking plaid skirts out of here. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the opposite. I'm ready. I'm ready for the. I want a backpack. I want a plaid skirt. Get a little chilly. I want it too, and then I'm all excited, and then you're excited for a week, and then I'm like, oh god, what have I done? <laughs> well, I, um, and then you're back in there. I was homeschooled when I was little, so mm-hmm. then I didn't. I like felt like back to school was this magical thing that I was just like not a part of mm, so when I finally I started going to public school in junior high and then it was like my first back to school when my parents were like okay let's buy clothes and school supplies it was like it's the most wonderful t-. and I just like oh, never, yeah. I never got over it, like it. <laughs> wait so when That's you're cool. homeschooled what do you wear to school is it like being a freelancer where you're just in your sweats yeah I mean do they it, tell you like you should change so you feel like everyone you're everyone does it differently my mom was very much like I have two older brothers and it was very structured she was it was we had we knew other homeschool families who just people kind of like you know yeah. come out in their jammies and crack a book but she was mm-hmm. like you know we get up we get dressed we have breakfast and then there was like a separate um the den, the back room of the house that was like our school room. So there was a designated area. You know, we went on field trips. That's cool. That sounds fun. Yeah. It was pretty damn great. If there was like, if it was like a nice day, we'd just be like, okay, like just do this and then bring the rest of your books and we'll go to the beach and have school in the woods. And I think it really planted the seed of like my distrust of like all institutions ever. <laughs> yeah. Like, no one should, no amount of people should just be in a building sitting doing a thing. I do. That's <laughs> a really interesting point. Yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that's like how that has affected you as you get older about just being like, no, their rules were made up. Uh, I had a hard, <laughs> it was, it was hard in high school. Junior high was just everything was so new. I was really is that where you first started going? Yeah, to school? I like, started in sixth grade. Oh my god, that's I intense. was really scared and I thought that I was like behind and I didn't know anything because I had no other peers to really compare it to. I was totally fine. I was just so scared. I worked really hard and I did well. And then I skipped the eighth grade. And then in high school is when I stopped. Was really started questioning things and like stopped giving a shit. And I, I'm sure a lot of people have this with their teachers. They're like, oh, you're really smart, but you don't like apply yourself. Yeah, that mm-hmm. thing in 
math class. I thought you were saying you say that to the teacher. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be a hilarious thing to say to a high school teacher. Yeah. <laughs> so why are you here? Like, yeah. I'm all really smart. Or you're the, just uh, not applying yourself. You're here for the summers, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. or like the getting in trouble, like the math class, like getting in trouble because you didn't show your work even though you got the answer oh, yeah, right. right. Yep, yep, yep. So, and it was all these teachers saying like, oh, you're so smart. But like, and I was like, well, if you know that, then like, why am I even doing this stuff? Just give me a good grade. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it's one of those things I had like all these AP classes and I passed all the AP tests, but I got like almost failed like the actual class. So I just like, eh. that happened in my US history AP class because I was a really rebellious teenager too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was already in junior college half the day. And I was like, we can smoke at my other school. Like this is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, my US history AP class, it was the same thing. And the teacher made us a deal. He was like, if you get a five on the US, on yeah. the AP, then I'll change your grade no matter what it is. And See, that's get- smart because that's what the, the whole AP class is just to get you to pass the AP test. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But no, so I got a fucking five and I was like, please change my transcript. I came back the next year. I was like, please change my transcript. And he didn't believe me. What? Yeah. And like he, I, I was like, this is my official score. It was like, had a seal on it and everything. He didn't believe me. Finally contacted the company and they verified that I did in fact get a fucking five. And then Mr. Beck changed my grade to a motherfucking A. <laughs> Isn't it weird how certain... <laughs> Hell yeah. Isn't it weird? Suck it, Mr. Beck. <laughs> Isn't it weird how teachers are supposed to cultivate excellence, yet at the same time they can't stand seeing excellence that they didn't feel directly responsible for? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's a bummer when you get those kind of teachers. Who just, yeah. like, hate bright, shining kids who don't need them really badly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were like, this must be my creation. Like, but, I mean, like, I was rebellious, but I was really nice, because I wasn't just like a... You know, like, fuck you. I was just like, but I don't understand. Like, you know that I'm small and I like you a lot. So just give me a good grade. (laughs) (laughs) I think part of it might be, too, like, they just don't have the bandwidth to manage you. Like, I think managing, like, a bright kid, like, who isn't really working in the box. Like, when you have 30 other kids and you're, like, in a public school with not that many resources, I think they just view you as, like, an annoyance. Uh, kind of. I did go to a good uh, a public school in kind of like a fancier area of town. So it was actually weirdly a very good school. And I think part of it was that like, I don't know why, but so many of the teachers were really young. Like most of my teachers were in their mid 20s, which in retrospect, like I'm 32. I can't even imagine teaching high school. Oh my it's God. like a, wow. a 25. No one, no one let me. I substitute high school as a 21 year old. Yeah. So but I think oh. maybe that was part of it. It was all these wild rides. Yeah. It was all these people in their 20s. <laughs> And they were good because they just had the energy to deal with it. Yeah. Because yeah. I definitely felt the difference. And I had some classes with people who were, like, ready to retire. And they just could not care less. Yeah. I feel like when I was mm-hmm. subbing, my high school kids were my favorite because I got them and they got me. Like, I was just like, don't be a fucking dick. And they'd be like, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forget that. You need the energy of, like, being, like, yeah. and, like, thinking everything's I'm gonna burp. great. Exactly. <laughs> That's Bless all good. You. Good one. Sometimes it happens You a get lot. detention. Do you ever do that when you're on stage sometimes like i try to be i sometimes i try to be chill and like take my beer on stage and then but if i drink while i'm doing my set i will just burp in the middle of it i'm not a burpy person (laughs) it's such a cheap laugh too and i'm like sorry work what you got take it it. gotta have a gimmick yeah if burping's your gimmick yeah, burping. I, I just can't help it. I'm, I, I'm deciding whether or not, like, there's no way I w- can have a beer on stage and not burp at some point. So I'm just deciding if whether or not I want to keep doing it. Like, you incorporate it into something yeah. larger. I wow. usually just say, like, hold for burping. <laughs> I mean, Simon Gibson has a whole joke about go. burping in his set. He burps on stage and he talks about how he's not supposed to. And I'm like, well, it's like pl- planted. He, like, can burp on command. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah I can burp and weep on command. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> 
same time? If I wanted to, yeah. Two trick like, like, like pressing you in the stomach and letting me air so like out a of Chinese ends. finger chop. <laughs> this, exciting, this reminds me. I uh, I figured out what my what my Latina uh, what my hip hop moniker is. Oh, well, yeah, it's Queef Latina. Oh, nice. that's good. And I was like, oh, that's. Uh, I don't really have. That's all it is. I don't have. A you don't rhyme. have a rapper or anything. I have, no, I just thought of the name. It's yeah. a good if you wanted to do drag too. Oh my god! I have to do a. Uh, I will have done a drag show at Cinderblock by the time this comes out. Oh shit! So good... you're gonna dress and drag? Yeah, it's a weird show called Comedy Quick Change where they pair some. They actually pair pair you. It's half comics, half drag queens, and you get paired off. And the queen, she's supposed to help me come up with a drag bit. Oh, I'm awesome. supposed to help her come up with a five minute set. Oh my god, that's, that's cool. So yeah, they just that. they just introduced us like via email. Like this girl, mm-hmm. she lives in New York, so I'm like, we're gonna have to try to like email and help each other figure it that's out. That's great. That's yeah. cool. Oh, also shout out to our buddy Katya for getting a fucking TV show. Yes. yes. Yeah. Come on, Vice. Katya, Katya and, with Trixie. Trixie. With Trixie. and Trixie. Yes. Mm-hmm. What's that? From Katya from Drag, Drag Race. Race. And Trixie oh. got their own show on Vice. Yes. Um, Katya, friend of lady to lady. Yeah. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. We love, we love uh, we'll be back. Back on Lady to Lady, I'm Brandy. <laughs> I'm Barbara. I'm Tess. I'm here with Christina. Hi. And uh, there's this little stupid thing that I spent my morning looking at instead of being productive or mm. working out or anything. Uh-huh. Um, and it's shouldyoudatenate.com. And it's a very special libertarian. Oh, libertarian. Man. I didn't know that. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> that one libertarian who, hit, who talked to us at a Smash Mouth was cute. Oh but, my God. No, he but, was not. Would you guys, would was you guys he, fucking... Or he was, he was well built. Everybody here, would you date a libertarian if everything else was perfect? No. Uh, no. Probably not. No. Probably not. I doubt no. it. How could everything else be perfect? They'd be too much like my dad. Yeah, all right, fair. Also, yeah. I don't entertain hypotheticals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Nate. He is such a Nate. He is very much a Nate. And very um, libertarian. He Would you date Nate.com? Where did you find this? Should this... you date Nate? Somebody just posted. Like I said, I was in bed, of course, Here's the first thing. Tinder. Here's what I think is off. Look at this. Look at this sweepy, like, hacker's hair and those little, like, rectangle, you know, glasses like he's the guy in like a 90s sci-fi thriller that like oh he's the only one who can break the genghis rubicon no totally oh my god he is nate uh... is a looper he's from the 90s he's here to take take our women (laughs) i don't trust it Mm -hmm. he's probably got a messenger bag full of cds oh Oh, for sure (laughs) like I know the 90s are, are back, but you can tell when, they, like, you know, young kids are doing, like, you know, butt cuts and, like, wearing, like, 90s skater things. It's like, like okay, that's, core. like, a weird trend that's coming back. Yeah. This man. This guy's actually plus This, this from, man is from the yeah. 90s. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he looks like he cosplays as Tommy Busso. <laughs> His glasses are straight up, like, from the movie Go. Those glasses yeah. really bug me. Like, they're, you need to yeah. update. They're not flattering on anyone. No. Like, you can only wear those if you, you know, yes, like, are a 90s looper hacker or, like, a like a cholo uncle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're the rectangle ones and then they have the uh yeah. they have like the invisible bottom. They're almost like goggles. 
Yeah, they are. They're basically glass goggles. It's like the kind, yeah. well, it's like those rimless glasses. It's like if you're a Cholo uncle and you have to wear glasses, you just try to get the ones that like are going to disappear the most because you're not into glasses. Right. You're like, I don't want so it to show up. Right. So there's always the ones where it's just like lenses and then like a little whisper of temple. <laughs> a whisper of an eyebrow. <laughs> a or whisper like... of temple just to be like, hey, fool, like I can't see no good or fucking shit, but like I'm going to wear no fucking big ass glasses. <laughs> I'm not a fucking nerd. Um, are you guys? I'm reading about Nate. Yeah, yeah. and honestly, he kind of sounds like he does have his shit together. I wake up a little after seven a.m. Me too. Shower, exercise, meditate for an hour, and then this all sounds good. Then I step into my office desk in the corner of my apartment. Okay, now we're getting real, <laughs> and immediately get to work. And let me tell you, do I ever work? <laughs> It's Actually, weird because he calls himself a recovering workaholic, but then all he does is talk about how much he works. So. Yeah, he, are you I recovering or are you a workaholic? I think he's still in the throes of the workaholic. Well, if you see the intro at the beginning, why this 6'4", passionate businessman is offering a free dream vacation to a lucky woman. Oh, okay. So that's part of the deal. He's Chances are this opportunity is not right for you, even if you're an exceptionally intelligent, beautiful woman who secretly dreams of meeting a great guy. Fuck off. <laughs> This is this is one other section. Hen, uh, he talks about how like I wanted to make a special effort for the woman I'm going to meet. Hence this website. It won't resonate with 99 percent of women, but I didn't write this for them. Wow. I wrote it for you. <laughs> like there is there is God. someone yeah in Peoria yeah <laughs> who's like some some shift lead at Sabaro who's just like oh my god. <laughs> you know what? Don't you think good for the? I mean, maybe he's right and good for them. I mean, he is right. Yeah, everyone, yeah. we're the ninety nine percent. We're just we, yeah, we shouldn't we're, date Nate. It's not for us. He's right. I, I mean, mean, there's I mean, a weird perhaps relaxing and getting cozy in front of a fire in a mountainside condo after a fun day skiing Aspen. That's better than Sparrow. Sounds fun. Yeah. I just don't under. There's a weird mix of like uh, self deprecation and like self like exaggeration, and I I can't tell what is happening. Or where he's actually coming it's from. It's really hard because right. it's like, if you had actually done this in a funny way and you knew you were being funny about it, yeah. this would work. Like, it would be, you know, if it was like you knew, if you were in on the joke. But that's yeah. not who Nate is. No, no Nate he's very funny. self-serious. Yeah, so, so maybe that's some... why, yeah, we don't like him. Because it's yeah. like, he's got all these great, you know, what's the number one thing women say? They, well, most women say they like a man. A sense of humor. And then here's this 5,000 word website. All to say, mm-hmm. I'm perfect, but I don't have a sense of humor. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of yeah. what it comes down to. Well, also, I'm a looper. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know this guy is literally waiting for you to finish talking so he can then start to talk again. Like, every conversation with him is just like, and then this happened in my life. Compare, Yeah, I just, I just... How do you... How can he do that? Because you've already learned everything about him from this website. <laughs> oh, well, he will repeat all of this over and over and over again. <laughs> this is what's funny, too, is he talks about how he doesn't like things that are cool. Like, he's like, I don't really... What resonates with, like, most people doesn't resonate with me, like, pop culture. And mm-hmm. then he goes on to be like, here's one of my favorite quotes from the movie Forrest Gump. Like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. You like one of the most popular Jesus. movies of all time? Yeah. It's like, Damn. I'm not really into music, but have you heard of the Beatles? Like, my, uh, <laughs> this is my favorite, is the section in Things Nate Does Not Want in a Woman. Oh, oh boy. Number one is Dionysian Divas. And I'm like... What? That's exactly what I want to be. Yeah, that's <laughs> he's basically he's basically saying. I mean, and it's not even a, a ridiculous request. He's basically saying, I don't want you know, like want most like people, an alcoholic people don't want a crazy party. Do you drink now and then or smoke a little pot? Good, but please see where. But then it's like, oh, it's okay, just a little. And everyone, that's what everyone wants. It's like, yeah, I want someone who knows how to have fun and isn't like a crazy party burnout. Yeah, it's like right. it all comes together, you know. But 
just yeah. there's something so condescending about the way he goes good both are proven to enhance health but please read that first sentence again see where it says now and then and a little <laughs> you dumb fucking bitch so who doesn't s- know how to read i'm still gonna be policing what you fucking do i was like if your idea of good nutrition is to top off your extra large pizza and cinnamon buns with a diet coke then i'm not the guy to help you polish your plate wow <laughs> Does he mean go down? Does polish your plate mean? He also doesn't so. want lackadaisical ladies. Is your big daily accomplishment plopping in front of your TV for a reality show like I didn't know I was pregnant, followed by updating your Facebook page about the plot details? Super. But I'm looking for a woman who desires more. <laughs> wow. What a and dickhead. My favorite part is he keeps posting pic- like stock photos of women yeah. hitting men with rolling pins, and he seems yeah. very amused by it. Ha 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 ha. I just found another rolling pin photo. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um... So I think the answer is no. You should not date. Yeah, I none think, of us should date Nate. No, no yeah. one, no one should date Nate. I don't know. I think I think there's a woman out there for him. I, oh, there is. There is. I, I, and I think he's gonna find it with his website. Nate should die alone. Well, she, she, she just has a <laughs> wow, harsh. Someone, way harsh. Right now, yeah. There's a woman out there making a website like should you date Trisha dot net or if this becomes yeah, the new thing. I was thinking thing. about making one with Alan, like parodying this. Oh, that would know, be funny. It mm. was like, should you fuck me? Like, do you yeah. like to fuck? <laughs> Are you going to expect a text soon? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I posted this and Kyle Kinane responded, I just read this whole thing and I feel like you owe me money now. <laughs> oh, man, I wish I was with Kyle when he read this. <laughs> also, oh, my God, there's a video at the beginning of the of the thing yeah. where he talks about how he moved to Colorado because of the movie Dumb and Dumber. Shut up. Does that up. make you like him, Brandy? No. How can no. that guy say, see, I don't, I don't, so how I don't, can he say he doesn't like popular culture shit, too? Well, but look, it's not Ariana Grande, no, it's Dumb I'm and saying, Dumber like, and Forrest Gump. He's saying he doesn't like yeah, things that everyone likes. He's a because basic, he, you guys, he's yeah. a basic. Well, because he thinks that <laughs> yeah. saying he doesn't like popular things inherently makes him interesting, and that's right. not actually yeah, true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's like being contrarian to in place of a personality he doesn't know enough to know that he likes popular things yeah exactly <laughs> you know like <laughs> the indie underground movie dumb and dumber that nobody watched at right. all in the 90s i love that he moved there for that how many people moved to denver because that is deeply of that movie i mean he should get like a plaque put up uh also it takes place in aspen so oh. <laughs> you know Bummer. yeah which is just like you know a town of white devils so if he yeah. lives there i especially want nothing to do probably with him. Yeah. it's like moving to la because you like to Anchorman. Yeah. <laughs> I think you mean San Diego. <laughs> San Diego. That's what I mean. Yeah. Also, he's like launching his own nutritional uh, supplement company and like. Great. It's great. No. no, it's great. Nutrition supplements. Fuck my shit up, fam. Put the shit in my body. You like and nutrition I'm, supplements? I like the idea of it. I got on my way over here. I got some uh, smoothie McBusiness freaking thing i went to that coffee shop was it swartz work mm-hmm. and they have a whole menu of like i'm i don't want to stuff myself today because we're doing the the burlesque show tonight sure. so i'm just like i'm gonna lose 20 pounds in one day the, yeah yeah the live uh, smoothie smoothies are good for those yeah. days i think it's just good i mean i know it doesn't, i know it doesn't matter it just be good to like feel not feel stuffed if i'm gonna like oh strip yeah strip tease in yeah. front of people oh yeah 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 for yeah. sure bananas are you getting naked or you're gonna get pasties naked I'll get pasties naked. I don't like, I hate uh, my body like most people. I mean, like, hate their own, not like everyone hates my body. (laughs) (laughs) No, we've all got, yeah, we've all got. And I'm actually in a pretty good mood. I've been in like a good mood these past few days, so I understand that that's like silly. And so I'm like, how can I like have fun with like me being uncomfortable with my own body? And part one of the ideas, and we're just talking about how like no one knows what they're going to do tonight. 
I guess reverence, I should say, I'm doing a show with a bunch of other great comedians that is uh, comedians trying burlesque. And no one knows what we're going to do. But I thought about doing like reverse striptease. I'm like, what if I just came out like totally like, you know, naked just with pasties and underwear and then I could put clothes on so I could like get oh, it over. Fun. That's top. really funny. I like that. And, um, you know, maybe I was like going to hide the clothes under people's chairs and right. like, make them give like it to as me. though you'd like thrown it at them or something. Yeah. Or but then and this is too complicated. I don't know if I could get it done before 10 p.m. But I was like going to make a I want to do it to Rod Stewart's. Do you think I'm sexy? Because it's a fun song. Yes. And then I, ha- I wanted to have, like, a narrative, like, oh, okay, what if it's, like, it's reverse striptease, but, like, why would I be getting dressed? I'm like, oh, it's a girl getting ready for a date. And then, so I'd have all the clothes I put, but all the clothes I have, because, like, I'm in a relationship, so I've gained some weight recently. Like, none of my clothes fit, which is frustrating. Right. But I'm like, mm-hmm. I can make that into the dance. And, like, it's me putting on clothes, but, like, none of them fit. So then I just, like, get dressed in this, like, half-shitty way where... It's all hanging out. That's really funny. Yeah, I like it. You could also do, I've done a thing before where, mm-hmm. what if you put on way too many clothes? Like, you just keep, they're like, how the fuck is she putting and more on? Yeah, see, that's it, fun. It looks really, yeah. I've done it, well, I did a really dumb, like, talent show thing once where <laughs> I, I literally brought as, brought as many clothes as I could and I sang Les Mis while I put on articles of clothing just singing while you do anything is funny mm-hmm. and it like when somebody starts getting way too much on they look and they look you know yeah, ridiculous so yeah mm-hmm. i think if you just if and you then like that, still and, like, trying to dance more sexy more, but i have like i can, <laughs> like, barely move. can barely move yeah that'd be fun yeah i basically like the kid from uh what's the christmas story christmas That's, story yes. oh yeah it's the little outfit i do another thing that like the thing i know that i can do it's like my fallback because i've done it several times is like this bit but i where like I sing Bjork's "It's Oh So Quiet" while I'm like disemboweling uh, like oh. a body pillow that I oh. that I put like fake blood and sausage into, so it's just like a good silly stage picture because it's like oh yeah I've, rip- yeah. I've, I've seen, seen that, that body pillow but oh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. very artistic it's real good yeah and then I'm like oh I can then I could just add boobs to that yeah oh yeah you can always just add boobs to anything I just Yay! like doing yeah throw some tits on a pillow I like a little doing on it come I like on doing new st- I was like I thought this would be a good opportunity to try something new and then of course I waited to the last second I think everyone does that though like, everyone does that especially yeah. For, yeah. for shows like that you're like I'm not gonna like it's gonna and yeah. it's most fun when you come up with the, the last I second. think if I yeah if I thought well, about it better it, be because there's no other options yeah exactly <laughs> part of it <laughs> And I don't know if you feel this way just, like, in stand-up or doing anything. Sometimes it's, like, if I plan a set too far in advance, like, oh, this is a good thing to do for this show because it's important. And then you get to that day and suddenly you're just in, like, a different mood and you don't feel like doing it. Yeah. So, I'm like, mm-hmm. I, today's a good day to plan it because I'm in a good mood. And if I thought of something a week ago, I might even, like, hate it today. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, our, like, live shows are absolutely crazy and mm-hmm. they always have. But it's, like, always, like, the day before that we're like, okay, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, you yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Like, we come up with the idea, but I think it's more fun. I don't know. I just think yeah. it's more fun. I do the same thing I mean, with the Honestly, yeah. I think things do go better when I take the time to plan them, actually. But <laughs> I'm off. Been scrambling to the last minute just because that's it's a fine line. That's how like we are. there's yeah. a lot there's a lot to be said for being prepared, but I've found now with aesthetical relations, what I do is I actually like leave room for that. Is like I'll save one slot for like a comic that I book just maybe like a few days before. That's just, always good. Just to kind of like yeah. fill it in. Yeah, that's and it, nice. And usually it's always just like, oh yeah, that was the missing piece. Like and it's always someone that I just like see for the first time at a show and I'm just like, oh my God, like that guy or that girl, that would be great. Or, like, the last one, it was when I um, saw uh, Daniel Webb at, like, an open mic. And I was like, oh, that's, that's perfect. He's the guy. Like, that's such yeah, a good Yeah, you don't want to book out, like, too far because you want to leave yeah. spots for 
fun people like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, all right, let's do some of these OK Cupid questions. <laughs> you drop in this theme song if we got it somewhere. Yeah. OK Cupid. OK Cupid. So if you guys have the fortunate chance of being on OK Cupid or have been on there, they have a very extensive, mm-hmm. more almost more extensive than Nate's. Uh, you know what I found out uh, when I was on, I was on OK Cupid very briefly uh, in twenty like last year, uh, and I found out you know I'd answer the questions are fun so I'd answer a bunch of them, and then I found out someone else like you know a friend found me OK Cupid he's like you know according to like OK Cupid it says like it says you're trouble. It actually gives oh. you the more questions. It gives, yeah, it the, gives you like weird statistics. The more questions you answer, mm-hmm. that it'll give. Um, it'll add these like keywords and stuff to your profile. So I, I answered enough, and if you look at mine, it says like unwholesome, trouble, and like you know, farts or whatever. That's like yeah. your own self-submitted adjectives, or who? Gave no, you- no, it's like it, you do the quiz, and then basically at the bottom, it'll compare you to the person. I think sort of, and it'll be like they are more wholesome, more. Loyal, oh. more this, less no, I, that. I, I less didn't oh. assign myself these adjectives that OK Cupid did based on my answers to the quiz. Right. Let's be honest, the universe decided you were trouble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so f you, Cupid. <laughs> no, no, wow. I'm like I'm dying to please everyone on the entire planet. That tr- sounds like trouble to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's great. So, is this the future? Like that, the computers will just decide who should connect. I mean. I don't know. I I never really used that thing. You know, that was like it. it was your choice to like pay attention to that or not. You no, know, I wear. I mean, yeah. When I was doing, I did all that stuff for like less than a year because I was in a relationship for like almost a decade before that. And you know, I went on like one OK Cupid date. I went on like one Bumble date. Never even went on an actual Tinder date. And then I still ended up meeting my boyfriend just like at a party out in the world. Yeah. Well, that's the dream, but <laughs> yeah, sometimes it doesn't work that way. I just got drunk and fucked one of my guy friends. Also, like every <laughs> you know, that's just what our friends for. Yeah, but, and every time I went on like a like an internet date, I ended up having to like cancel a show. So I'm like, ah, this is dumb. Definitely not. Doing oh yeah, that. yeah. Because yeah. you forget like normal people who don't aren't doing comedy every night. Like don't care about that. Yeah, you're like I took yeah. a night off work for this. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. All right. Okay, Cupid questionnaire. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. In a relationship, I like to discuss politics with my partner. Um, yeah, always. For sure. Oh, my God. I mean, if you can't talk to them about it. But, you know, it will probably turn into yelling at some point. <laughs> no, actually, I've had pretty good, my last two relationships, I have pretty good conversations where, you know, and they're both like, uh, you know, feminist men. Who are like very open to hearing that stuff? So I'm just like they're like I don't get it, and I'm like okay, blah 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 blah. And he's like, oh, this is a really dumb, really small example. But my ex was like he was a skate skater, uh, mm-hmm. skateboarder, and he was like making some comment about like female skateboarders. He's like, oh yeah, that chick like she's fucking great, but she's got like weird style. And I was like, what do you mean? I was like, I don't know. She doesn't like that. He was just like critiquing like the way she does something, and I was like, well. He's like, you know, I think it's just because, like, women have a lower center of gravity. It's like you oh. look different on a board, which is true. Yeah. But I was yeah. like, but do you see that, like, because, like, the way – I was like, do you see that because she's a woman, it's like she's being – her style is being compared to it's a looked standard. looked at as weird. It's being compared to a standard that is literally based off of the way, like, men's bodies, like, move on a board. And he was like, oh, yeah, I guess so. He's yeah, like, oh, if you've so only been used to seeing men do it, then that's – 
But it was just like a really dumb, small thing that he was like, oh, yeah, I get it. Like there are these things that we consider objective standards are actually calibrated to the way like men do things. Well, yeah, all you had to do was give sure. one example and he just got that. I mean, he, he, I mean, he got it. Yeah. I mean, he, oh, yeah. Defi- wow. he definitely got it for like the realm of skateboarding. So it's like, cool. We got skateboarding. We fixed it. I love like and now that. The rest they, of the- just like, if you just put it all into skateboarding, yeah. they might understand. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta yeah. give a concrete example sometimes. Only Hillary Clinton was better at doing ollies. <laughs> <laughs> Truly though. Yeah. It's actually God, somebody played that fucking vine of her going, I'm just chilling at Cedar Rapids. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, I miss you so much, grandma. God bless. <laughs> oh. um, okay. What is your quest? Oh, shit. Because like, it's something Nate would ask. <laughs> this is so dumb. We know what Nate's quest is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is so dumb. But I'll say, like, I want to be uh, a really good comedian and a writer. What's my fucking quest? That's a great quest. Great quest. Were yeah. you into writing and comedy and stuff when you were a kid? No. I mean, I was, like, a fan of comedy. The first... I mean, the first And my, my whole family, they're all pretty... They're all naturally very funny. We, like, riff and have a lot of fun together. But... Uh, it was just like, and we watched like Brian Regan together and that was a big thing because he's not, he's so great and he's not like, he's not dirty. He's not dirty. Yeah. Um, you know, and I did theater in high school and all that stuff, but never, but after high school and living around and then I went to college like much later, I didn't go to school until I was like 26. Then I became, um, I got involved in the art world and I became an art critic. So I was basically oh, like wow. a journalist and an art critic for like six or seven years before I ever took comedy like seriously in my adult life and it started out by taking like improv classes because i didn't really know what to do yeah and then i got that's into... where we all start mm-hmm. yeah 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 <laughs> and, For then, that well, reason. and then you get sick mm-hmm. of it because like literally it was just the logistics i was on like a few teams one was like a house team at ios which is supposed to be a big deal but i was like i don't it's just felt like this doesn't go anywhere yeah because it's like i think people I thought like, okay, this is how I get into comedy and comedic acting. I do improv and it's really fun. I think it's good. It's really good exercise to be an actor, but I mean, you're only doing it for other actors. There's no like improv comedy fans. There's yeah, a lot of people there who are, are just... but <laughs> there's a few. There's a whole like stand up viewing public. That... And I think, I, I think yeah. I just got sick of the logistics. I'm like, I can't coordinate with like eight other right. people Same. who all yeah, have jobs. Yeah. Well, it's like being in a group project for school all the time. Yeah, You're constantly. Like, I, can't, I can't carry the fucking weight, and sometimes <laughs> I just need to pull an all-nighter and fuck my own self over. So, <laughs> yeah. For me, stand-up, honestly, was partially just like a money thing, too. Like, I was like, well, improv classes are expensive, and open mics are free. Yeah, well, so, I did yeah. I just, yeah. That's I would just, why I started stand-up. I was just sick of the logistics, and I remember when I was like, I'm going to, you know, I've always, of course, been like, into stand-up and like that idea, and I'm like, oh, that'd be so cool, but like, never that like, that's something I could do. And then um, a few years ago, like almost exactly two years ago, I was on a break from my job. I was a director of an art gallery and the owners were European. So they do that European thing where they just like shut down for the month of August, which uh, I wish yeah. we did. Seriously. Seriously. So it was I, mean, aw- I do, but just not so sanctioned was, by anyone. Yeah. So it was <laughs> awesome. They just like, they left to go back to uh, Europe for the month of August and they let me, they like paid me to have a month off. So it's like, okay, I'm going to try stand up. And I had no idea like, what was I literally just like had to Google like open mics Los Angeles because I had no idea where any of that stuff went on. The comedy bureau.com. Oh, yeah, of course, that's where it's shout out to the comedy bureau. And that's how I found so for that month, I was like, I'm just gonna now that I I have money, I'm just gonna like pretend that I'm a comedian and like see how that feels. And I did like open mic every single night for like a month 
It was so bad. <laughs> but then, like, I got, you know, the first time you do, like, okay, it's such a huge, like, oh, yeah. So then I ended up, you know, going back to work, and then I, like, left a couple months later. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, now I have a, just, like, another day job, but it felt like that was, it was really good. But it's a lot different when you have the day job and you get to go do well, Yeah, well, it's, it's different. Yeah. That, that, that job was, like, a real job 24 step like oh, I was, right, I was right. traveling and having to meet with people and stuff like that and it a felt grown-up job yeah I'm glad I did it because I was like now I know that like I don't I can't do it I'm glad I had like one big girl job for a little bit for sure you yeah. gotta have your I'm right on top of that rose moment <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah we're right on top of that rose we'll be right back <laughs> We are back. I'm Tess. I'm Barbara. I'm Brandy. And we're here with Christina. Hello. Yeah. Christina, uh, we have people write into us and ask us advice. Hell yeah. Do you want to help us uh, solve some problems? Yeah. Let's, Let's do it, solve guys. all of them. <clears throat> Here's the theme song. Lady. Lady problems. Lady. Lady problems. Lady problems, do you have them? Lady problems, do you have them? People have them. All right. These are are real problems that people have. These are seriously, like, real problems. It would be funny if if we made these up because they're, like, very detailed. Yeah, very elaborate sometimes. (laughs) I'm I'm too lazy to to get into character. would be a good creative writing exercise. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Maybe on our writing retreat. We can warm up with some fake labor. We won't do that. (laughs) No, Um, no, no, definitely not. (laughs) We'll be lucky to do some yoga. Okay. (laughs) Hi, ladies. I'm a freshly graduated 23-year-old who's not quite ready to face my adult life just yet. (sighs) Yeah, I feel you. My degree is from one of the nation's top architecture schools, and while I'm proud of myself for finishing the program and grateful for my parents' help in paying for school, I have very little interest in pursuing an architectural career right now. I bartend at two popular spots in my college town where I make excellent money, work with an awesome community of people, and have the privilege of genuinely enjoying my workday. I hadn't necessarily expected to stagnate like this after graduating, but after settling into these jobs for summer, I truly feel quite confident writing them out for the foreseeable future. The problem isn't so much me, it's everyone else. At this point, approximately two months post-graduation, most of my fellow graduates have already settled into their nine-to-fives at respectable architecture firms, and the ones who haven't are knee-deep in job hunting. Nearly every time I find myself in conversation with a former peer, I feel somewhat judged for my choice to keep bartending gigs over architectural work. The way I see it, my degree isn't going anywhere. I have every intention of putting it to use one day, but architectural licensure just isn't for me, and I haven't decided yet where I'll land in the field of design. But these uncomfortable conversations have been getting to me. How can I confidently assure people that I'm happy with my alternative path? Unless that is their right. Should I feel ashamed of my current circumstances? Thanks for the help, ladies. Okay. First of all, you're fine. Yeah. And the answer is like you cannot convince other people to have confidence in your own career path. And that's why they're giving you shit because... You have confidence in your career path, and that bugs the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like well, it just befuddles people. <laughs> yeah. But I do, I know that feeling, though. I mean, anytime you pursue a career in the arts, yeah. this, these conversations are very familiar, and it is uncomfortable because, like, yeah. I think it's a natural human instinct, or you just kind of want to make people comfortable when they're talking to you, and you can tell that they're uncomfortable 
with what you're doing because they just don't understand it. Yeah, you're, and you want to validate yourself, obviously, in their eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's easy um, to feel weird but about that. I, I don't know. I just feel like, th- yeah, if you don't know, then there's no point in investing a lot of time and intellectual and mental energy just because you have a degree in this. I think what helped me get on the amazing path that I'm on today... <laughs> You know, I grew up I grew up here, so like I and my parents live like fairly close to Los Angeles. I could have been just like hanging out there. And I didn't know what I wanted to do after high school, so I think just uh this is sort of the same thing except you have a degree. It's like I just knew that like I just have to leave and like start making a living for myself and then I'll figure it out. So the fact that you're just on your own, obviously making good money, having some fun jobs that you like, which is like more than most people can say about their jobs. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you're golden. Yeah, it's just fine. She. It, that's the tricky thing. It's like is it? I don't know. I couldn't remember if it was a he or a she or a they. It's anyway, a gal. It's a gal. Uh, that's hard. I think you just have to cultivate. You know, have confidence in your own happiness and realize that like you can't. That other people's judgments is just sort of projecting. Yeah, it's there, hard to. It's hard, and that is a really tough time in your life. Like right after you graduate college, mm-hmm. it's just so sobering because, like, your entire yeah. life you've had school mm-hmm. as like the. Thing I don't that you're relate doing. to that, so I'm just like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, we people live. You got to do whatever. There's money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. I and so I mean, I didn't go to college after high school. I, you know, it wasn't until I was like, at, so I was just like working. You know, Fred Siegel and like coffee shops and all sorts of shitty stuff getting by but then I knew when I went to school I'm like I know what I want to study and it's not about like this is not going to get me a great huge job but I was just like this is now what I'm excited to learn more about right yeah I never had any I never yeah yeah, it's honestly hard for me to relate to because I never had any expectation that like college was going to magically put me in like a higher socioeconomic bracket right but I was like you know, I got like the government subsidized me like hanging out and reading books for a few years. Like that was really nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I like after college, I I studied film and that kind of was just like that's not going to, you know, really do a ton and I hung out for a few years. And then I moved to LA and decided to do comedy and and like I'm really glad I did that. You know, it felt weird not jumping into anything, but if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have like started comedy when I did, met the people I did, like the timing yeah. worked out how it was supposed to. And I think, like, what you're doing is great. You hang out. I, you sounds like you know that you're, what you're doing is right. It's obviously other people that are, like, mm-hmm. bugging you. But you know it. And also the thing is, it's cool because you're the, – the people getting involved with it right now, that's cool. And you'll probably end up working with some, them someday. So it's like, you know, let them all do it for a year and then check in and be like, hey, what's up? I'm, I'm Yeah, you know, now. yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a great thing. <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds just, like you're not – It just happened. Yeah, you're not too affected by what other people think of your station in life and you're happy. And, and she's so young. Money. If she already thinks that, like, in a few years, so, she's going to be like, go fuck yourself. But like, that's, what's yeah. a, that's what's amazing is that her friends are all uh, hustling. So, in, like, you know, in a couple years when you feel ready to enter into in, – uh, put your degree to use – You'll know a ton of people who have already been doing it and have a, you know, give you a referral, have experience. Maybe you'll end up wanting to design bars. I don't know. Like, yeah. you never know, like, yeah. what's going to lead to something else either. So, like, just trust, like, you're happy where maybe, you are. Maybe you'll come across a really cool website by a really great guy. Yeah, maybe you'll meet your name. Who's going to sweep you off your face. You can, you can rake in all Nate's nutritional supplement money. You right, can have right. that trophy wife nutritional supplement money. Also, that's uh, it's a really rough thing, architecture, because it's like I studied comparative literature and I'm a writer and 
and you're a writer, you know that like you can always do that. So I've never had a problem, you know. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's easy to just hop into a like like I you know I had a you know. I had a day, you know, having day jobs where, and people do interrogate you when you, when you want, you just want a job. People are like, okay, but what are your dreams? And are they going to get away in this job? I say like, oh, well, you know, I'm just a writer. I can do that whenever. That was but always like, the funny game, like downplaying yeah. your ambition. You're yeah. Like, no, just But like architecture and, you know, my boyfriend now, he's like a curator, uh, an art curator, which it's a tricky thing. It's not like, oh yeah, well, I'm just going to architect on the weekends for fun. Or, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm just yeah, going to, yeah. I just like, I'm just like a moonlight curator, you know? Mm-hmm. That's a, these are like trickier, more like diffuse professions, which mm-hmm. is like, I don't, I honestly don't have a lot of advice on how you can just like do that for fun. I think she'll or, figure it out though. Like yeah. it'll all happen. I mean, she's still staying in touch with the people from school. I don't know. And I just think that RuPaul quote, like it's none of my business what anyone else thinks of me. Like, just don't, yeah. like, yeah. you know, like, you know what you're doing. You're happy. Like, and I know it's easier said than done, but, like, kind of let it slide off your back. Those like, the, it's all going to be those fine. Those are the two things that matter most in life. My friend gave me the really great advice. When I was, like, when I first started writing about art, and this, I carried over to comedy when I first started just, like, going to shows and trying to hang out and meet people and being nervous. He was just, like, remember that feeling, like, when you went in high school when you would go to, like, the different high school's prom or a different high school's party and it was like super fun because like you didn't really know anybody but like you also weren't really part of the pecking order you didn't like get there's how... no stakes there's no so, expectations he's like yeah you, you. you were not part of like however their click or their like hierarchy works so you just like had fun and then you were like the cool person who like didn't care he's like just be that person all the time mm-hmm. it's always the other high school's party just think of it that way that's good <laughs> i was like Oof. it's hard to it's hard to do but it's like a really good way to remember it like Everybody knows that feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I, I like that a lot. I would say <laughs> the only thing I would say as far as just like yeah. do is try to stay connected to that world. I don't know what in what I way. I would check in with yourself about it every yeah. six months or so to be like, yeah. am I? Because it's also like, are you going to have student loans kicking in at some point? I don't know if you're bartender. She's making good money though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure. I just don't know like, you know those get really crazy expensive if you can cover if you can cover that stuff you know i mean great but and i i just know i went to college with a couple of friends that were very happy to stay in their town and as time has gone on whenever i see them they're like i'm gonna make that move now and i'm not saying that you are that person at all but i feel like i i know some people that did something similar to this that never made the move and they're happy but they always like have this like weird what if in their mind too so i just want you to like check in with yourself and make sure that genuinely you are doing what you want and you're not holding yourself back because it's comfortable Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. or if you want to be comfortable be comfortable but just like be be honest with where you're at with it too Mm -hmm. yeah i would i would definitely stay connected to that world in some way with meetups i don't you know whatever the fuck and (laughs) make sure like that you're not is there totally letting go of that community yeah and you know i mean is there are you still live in your college town like do they need like T- TA work or something maybe take like an a, like you don't have to go another degree obviously but like maybe take a couple of classes or something during your day to like be learning regardless you know I mean, mean? it's but it's also possible like don't be your, I mean you don't always end up doing what you went to college for oh, either no, like not at all my boyfriend and I know someone who went to med school became a doctor and then it was like I actually don't want to be a doctor I want to open a brewing company and now has a micro oh, brewing cool. place and like her yeah, family is no like no idea where, where life is going to go yeah so like if you're happy I mean honestly yeah, like the most important happy. gauge is that you're happy like not like oh I already I have to do this because I yeah. already invested no. this like I just know that I definitely had a few years after college where I was like pretty depressed and la- and not doing anything and lazy and like 
it could have gone one of two ways. And I'm right. glad I pushed myself into the thing, but I could have not. Yeah. So I see what Brandy's saying as far as just like, just check in with yourself. Yeah. And like, if that is the thing you want to do, yeah. you know, m- make sure to not like let it go too long without kind of like yeah. pursuing it. Just, just really just self-reflection and, uh, during this period. Yeah, yeah. Never let other people educate your desires. That's exactly. the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Check in with I'll, I'll have someone educate huh? my desires. And also, like, in general, people <laughs> Okay, don't... Barbara, come on. Yeah. We're, you know, this is time to... Uh... What? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Are you educating about your desires mm-hmm. on your Instagram again? Um, <laughs> I want to do more. Is there... There's all these questions. Sorry. Time? We got another one? I think... Do we yeah, have, we've got, we do we one got more. 10 minutes. I think this one... Okay. Uh, hey, ladies. Yet again, another lady problem. First off, I like to say... Uh, how often I find myself laughing and I'm in generally a better mood since discovering your podcast. If I'm feeling down, I want to avoid diving into my anxious thoughts that will turn into an older episode. Um, so here's the deal. Uh, I recently moved back to my small town slash city, about 100,000 people, after living abroad for the last seven years. There was a death in my family and after realizing how little I have had uh, t- how little time I've had to bond with everyone it felt right to stay here and reconnect. Around the same time as the death happened, I had ended things with my boyfriend. Fast forward about a month of mourning later, and I went on what I would like to call a bumble bender. I must have gone out with at least 20 people in the last five months, and it's been fun. Uh, some things have developed, uh, others not, but everything was coming Everything was coming from a carefree, consensual place. I made it a priority to tell everyone I was dating other people. Anyway, here's the problem. I met this guy, and we instantly hit it off. He, be fa- his, he is by far the most fascinating person I've met in years. We were constantly chatting when we were together, and it seems like we are kids... Uh, hanging out, wanting to tell each other all of our secrets. We already made art together, went on hikes, climbs, things have been great. When we first met, we spent pretty much the next week together nonstop, meeting as soon uh, as either one of us got out of work, coffee in the morning, etc. At some point, I bring up the fact that I'm applying for a Spanish citizenship because my great-great-grandparents were born in Spain. Oh, no. He was surprised. He said, oh, we're both Spanish then, mine too. He casually oh. mentions the name and find out that we are fucking related. Oh, no. Technically, we're third cousins. Uh, we have the same great-great-grandparents uh, who were brothers. Uh, yeah. Um, my immediate family uh, was pretty antisocial growing up, so I never met much of my family, especially my cousins, apparently. Oh, my God. For me, this isn't a big deal because in my maybe irrational mind, I think about it like this. We have never once met each other in our lives, and it's not like we're going to have kids or anything. But the social stigma around this is a bit nuts. I casually mentioned his last name to a friend of mine, and she goes, "Oh, aren't you related to the blanks in town?" And I would like I would like some perspective from people that aren't in this small town. Is sharing the same great great grandparents even a big deal? We're like two percent related according to sites. <laughs> We've both decided it may be a bit weird to dive into dating until we figure out how much we want to pursue each other, uh, which seems like a good option. But I hope this connection isn't tainted by stigma and fear of judgment, which inevitably it seems like it will be. Maybe it is crazy, but I'm just too hopelessly romantic. Like I said, though, I've been on so many dates and escapades since I've been here, and he's the first one that really energizes my creativity, adventures, and motivates me. What do you think? Small town dating blunders. Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, third cousin is pretty distant. I had 2%. That's, I mean. I mean, I don't, I, I don't think it's, no. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, it depends because, you know, we're all saying that, of course, yeah, third cousin, 2%. Like, technically, it's really not a big deal at all. But yeah. the stigma is stickier and <laughs> yeah. there's nothing that any one of us in this room can say about it that is going to remove that stigma. So I think it's more about like, can you handle that? 
Yeah. Yeah. And how much are you willing to like, it's, it's really rough. It's not rough. It's cool when you meet someone and it's like Raz Blammy Mataz and you want to change your life. But it's on a practical level. It seems like if you both wanted to pursue a relationship, you have to get out of this small town. Yeah. I, I think, think that's, that's good advice. Yes. But, yeah. Go to Spain. I but think it's also, totally fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah. it seems like, but it's hard because it seems like you went, you've been also pretty fulfilled by going back home and like connecting with people yeah. there. So you don't seem like the type of person that just wants to like, you know, fuck off and disconnect from your family because you've met someone or made a life choice. Yeah. Oy, oy, oy. That's tough. I mean, what would you guys do? Uh, <laughs> I mean, honestly, my first instinct is that I would obviously not want to date a cousin of mine. Yeah. Um, I, I, that's but yeah. I, internalizing the stigma. Yeah. Sorry. I also but, grew but, up in, like very close to my cousins. Like, well, what I mean, my cousins are almost, what is, that's what before. I mean. Like, so to me, a cousin is like almost like a sibling. So I don't. What if you found out you're related to Sean? What if Sean That's was what I'm your saying. This cousin. is like someone she might be in love with. So it's like, yeah. Think, like, what if the person it's hard you... for me to put my. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Smart. Go for it. I don't give a if shit. If you're in love, I mean, honestly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think. And like, I, I'm pretty sure in Brazil, first cousins date. Yeah. Honestly, no, I'm there honestly like, are inter- a lot of cases where people like you know. I think they're yeah. far enough they... apart. I would maybe not tell people. Don't tell people. I feel There's like... no reason to tell people. Really but it isn't. sounds like yeah. people know because when she said she brought up this last name, they were like, oh, is he related to the so-and-so? Well, and then you say no. It's more of a function of like having this relationship in this particular town that you're yeah. in. Yeah. So it me, me, means either like, yeah, maybe you both need to get out of there together. Yeah. Yeah. Or I think you can just <laughs> deny that you're really... I Let's mean, like... run away. I came from a town that, like, there was a... It was, like, a big farming town, so, like, a lot of Portuguese people live there, and there's, like, a lot of people from different families where it's, like, are we cousins or not? There, are we cousins or not was, like, a pretty big question yeah. in, like, a Catholic farming town, and, like, sometimes yeah. you were and sometimes you weren't. So I think you just deny that you're cousins. I think it's a different blank. Yeah, just be like, oh, no, 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 that's yeah, another... Yeah, it's a different... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to tell people. I yeah. think this is something that comes up that, like... I think obviously if it happened to me, I would feel like I had to fucking tell everybody, but you don't. That's a reality. Yeah, it's your you life. Don't have to. Yeah. It's your life. It's your business. Yeah. You know? It's a really distant connection. The families don't talk anyway. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I would just minimize it. Don't tell. Just mo- minimize it and move on. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Because really the biggest problem is the outside stigma. Right. Yeah. Definitely. But, but, I mean, 2%, like, I don't know. I feel like any, like, Irish guy I'm 2% related to. Exactly. Fine, yeah, Low fat sure. milk. <laughs> yeah. all, all, I, all gingers are related is the thing. Yeah. All. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny. I mean, you also have to really examine, this is another thing where it's really hard to separate other people's opinions from your own. Like so the last like, thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's easy to say, like, oh, yeah, ignore the stigma. But, I mean, part of it is, like, I personally would probably not continue the relationship and maybe i don't know if that's me internalizing the stigma or what else mm-hmm. but you have to check in with yourself check in with yourself yeah like try to separate other people's perception of it from your own and like is this something that's gonna like gnaw at you forever is it always gonna be this weird thing in the back of your mind that you can't get over i don't get that though i mean she doesn't seem like she's really haunted by it Okay. She's doing Googling and she's like, she's looking for excuses to go for it. Yeah. She's doing Googling. That definitely, that definitely comes through. She's like, no, but it's not this. Don't worry about this. It's it's like you want to do this. Yeah. So give yourself, like if you want to, I don't judge yourself. I mean, if you're happy, fucking go for it. Like no harm, no foul. Yeah. It's rare to find people that you get along with. Yeah. Most of the time when people, 
or when I, especially I ask for advice on a decision, I'm just subconsciously even like looking for affirmation of the decision that I really kind of already want to yeah, make. Yeah, you already totally. know the answer usually. It's like when you ask your boyfriend which dress and he says the blue one and you're like, no, you wear the red one because you didn't want to be told the blue one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe just like tell him he can't jokingly call you cuz at any point because you'll break up with him. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, yeah, maybe like, all right, I would just, let, let's just like not worry about it let's just like never it. mention this again. never ever. mention it again bury it just bury it bury <laughs> it in both Go of your, your hearts la- use a different last name you know yeah. use disguises when you're in town together on dates burn all of your grandparents pictures yeah <laughs> i think that's the solution Nobody have him wear a fake mustache get rid of that paper trail i mean was there even camera technology when your great great grandfather was alive no worry probably not. Yeah. Well, they got some daguerreotypes forget about also it. Yeah. like i'm impressed that you can trace back to your great great grandparents yeah, seriously you know? that's Seriously. impressive. I, I uh, yeah, I probably fucked a bunch of cousins. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> One can help. You know, Brendan. Brendan went to school in Wisconsin, and um, it there's like if you are from mini uh, Minnesota, like especially up north in Minnesota, you have to ask who your family members are because everyone is like so related up up north. You just oh, wow. have to yeah. be like, oh, you're from Minnesota. Where are you from? Who is your grandparents yeah like <laughs> I heard that, you have to do it uh, yeah in, in iceland yeah. because the population is so small that there yeah. is uh whatever their version of tinder or bumble is there's like a feature built in that helps that will tell you whether or not you're related to this person Jesus. oh that's interesting <laughs> but this is wow. so beyond my purview because it's like i'm first generation my parents are from mexico and then i you know live in freaking los angeles where mm-hmm. everyone right. is from everywhere yeah. so that's yeah. just You've been a free bitch your whole life. That is never, I just like the craziest, that has never been a consideration, no. Yeah. But I, I, I'm just learning that like, you know, it's actually not, maybe probably not half as weird as like most people think it is. No, I mean, no. I'm yeah, sure yeah. in Salt Lake, all the, you know, they're all like, all yeah. the Mormons, you probably got to make sure. Yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, my, well, my brother and my sister in law actually, because my family's originally from this like small island off the coast of Portugal, mm-hmm. and it's like tiny, tiny set of islands, and my sister-in-law's family is also from that. So they were already dating actually before they got married. They checked the genealogy records to make sure they weren't related, and they aren't. But it's kind of surprising that they're not, because like yeah. the yeah. population on these islands just is tiny. barely, wow. yeah, just barely not related. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel weird. I mean, also, I never um, dated, like, Mexican or Latin American guys, but my boyfriend now is, like, the first, he's, uh, he was born in Argentina, he's the first, like, you know, Latin American person I've dated, and then as soon as, uh, and the first time he met my family, they were like, oh, that's funny, he kind of looks like Michael, like, my brother mm-hmm. and oh, just God. just Ooh, them even why that. would you ever say never that, say that to, to me anybody. like that di- and like a i obviously totally disagree but the fact <laughs> that they just said that i was like <laughs> what are you doing to me? Uh, are you ruining everything why yeah. would you even put that visual into your brain but like that? i don't know maybe it's because like i've only i've always dated like gingers and like super white guys the fact that like i brought home someone that's right, like right. mildly yeah what, and I'm, I'm putting my I'm putting my arms in the air to prove my point. I don't know why. Swimming <laughs> through the air. I wish I'd. I'd... All right. Oh. <laughs> so, all right. Well, yeah. Go for it. I mean, my brother looks like happens. Justin Timberlake, so you can imagine that's problematic. Um... I have a Tom Cruise brother, and everyone has told me my whole life how attractive he is, and I'm like, cool, great. Does that make you think Tom Cruise isn't hot? I don't think Tom Cruise. See, is hot. I don't think Justin Timberlake is hot because he looks like my brother. <laughs> my brother looks like Joe Wangert. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what a celeb brother. Like. <laughs> Christina, thanks for doing the show. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, yeah. These people find their bliss yeah. <laughs> where can everybody find you like online and stuff to find your people shows can find me this is it like dumb to put on my, my website no, 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 no we're okay. asking for no, 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 no. this is the best last time i was on a podcast 
podcast. I was like, here's my website. And he's like, that's don't, don't know. Anyway, it's Christina Catherine uh, dot info. And that's just the easiest because it's all like my tweeters and my cool business and my Instagrams and, yeah, it's great. and videos yeah. and stuff are on there. Go check her out. She's super fun to see perform and go see Aesthetical Relations. Yay. Hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Thank you. We'll Bye. see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Can't get enough of us? Subscribe to our Patreon for exclusive bonus content, access to our first 100 episodes, and more. Go to patreon.com slash lady to lady now to sign up. As little as a dollar a month keeps a roof over the glam cave and keeps you laughing, even when your coworkers stare. That's patreon.com slash lady to lady. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at lady to lady comedy. Join our Facebook group, Lady to Lady Podcasts, to chat with other fans about episodes or even post your own lady problems. Check out our website, ladytoladycomedy.com, for show notes, videos, and merch. And duh, follow our individual accounts, Babs Gray, Brandazzle, and Testify Barker for jokes and info and where you can see us perform live. And if you want to send us snacks, stickers, or a lock of your own hair, I don't know, whatever, our P.O. Box is 412-794-Los Angeles, California, 90041. And please, leave us a review on iTunes, but only if you like us. We love you. We love you. Bye. 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 Bye.